welcome to Naked and Known. I'm your host, Jossie, today, and our other co-host can't join us, so we miss her dearly. We have some special guests tonight, so that's on the bright side. We have someone very dear to my heart, my cousin. <laughs> she wanted me to introduce the other person first, but no, it's Hannah Person. Hey, <laughs> Welcome. And then we have Michael Malazzo. You can call him Mike. You can call him Charles. I don't know. I mean, that's the first time you've ever called me Michael. There there are many. He goes by many names. We're really happy to have them on the show today. I only go by one name. (laughs) I go by Mike. (laughs) All right, fine. Call him Mike, guys. (laughs) Now now that we have that cleared up, just to start, I wanted you guys to kind of introduce yourselves. Tell us a little about yourselves, where you're from, what you do, how we know each other. I already kind of did a spoiler with uh, how I know Hannah as my cousin. But we do go way back and we have some stories about that. So, Mike. How long have you guys been cousins for? (laughs) As long as we can remember. (laughs) Hannah is like a, you're a a year and a few months older or no? No, less than a few months. I think I'm almost a year older. You're like nine months, almost a year older. Yeah, Yeah. almost a year. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds right. And her birthday often falls on Thanksgiving. Just fun fact about Hannah. Kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Yep. So we're thankful for her every Thanksgiving. And <laughs> so what else, Hannah? Tell us about yourself now that we're talking about us. Oh, and Hannah and I used to be pen pals. So that is another fun fact. I still remember your address by heart. Yep. You do? I do. And I'm not going to say it on here because your parents you. do still live there. And that house. <laughs> private information. So... Smart, wise woman. Uh, Yeah, I love that we used to be pen pals. Mm -hmm. That's so sweet. Yeah. Do you want to become pen pals again, Jesse? We totally could. I feel like we live far enough away from each other. I wanted to pop this question to you on the air. (laughs) When you couldn't turn me down. Yes. (laughs) I'll get your address. We'll make it happen. Uh, Yeah, we're cousins. I love Jossie so much. Uh, She's the best. Uh, we do have some crazy Arkansas stories. We um, do. For our Arkansas listeners. <laughs> to all the Arkansas listeners out there. Hey. We love you. <laughs> um, I live in Chicago. I am a wedding photographer. And I am just a, just a crazy lady living it up in Chicago right now. Yeah, in Pilsen. She's like super cool. Like way cooler than I will ever be. That's pretty much what you can say about Anna. Um, And she's an amazing photographer. So we'll talk about that a little later. Um, But she did do my wedding. And how many years has it been? And newborn shoots for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. two of my children. So yeah. And those are like the best pictures I have. Oh, Mm -hmm. I was going to ask you just a random question. What do you have like a favorite photo like of all time? It would probably be one of my family photos. So I've Mm. been dressing my family up for 10 or 11 years now every Christmas. And I think it was one of the very first ones where we did the Royal Tenenbaums. And that's probably my all-time I remember that one. Either that one or the one where I was living in Boston at the time. And I dressed half the family up like Celtics. Because shout out to Rajon Rondo. Love you, man. (laughs) (laughs) And ha- the other half of my family was the Bulls. And um, That's awesome. it was a really great photo. Yeah, so I those are my top two right now. Yeah. That's so cool. And Mike, introduce yourself. Now that we know what to call you. 
I just you you said that about me. He goes by many names. I was like, what are people going to think I about do. me? Because I do. I mean, I'm not going to say like another name that I've used killer. for you that used to be used in high school. That you told me, please never say that again. Last time I used it, like two weeks ago. So just, I am actually oh. protecting you here. So here on Naked <laughs> and Known, we're all about being vulnerable. We and are sharing all off, about each other. <laughs> <laughs> with a deep insecurity of mine of a nickname that I hated. So, Mike, tell us about that nickname you I, you hated. Mike, again, I didn't Hannah, say it. Hannah, <laughs> Hannah, what do you think is your greatest achievement as an artist? Now, let's go back to Mike. Mike, what are you most embarrassed about about yourself? Biggest failure, are you, Mike. You've got a lot, but if you can narrow it down to like just one or two major insecurities for the listeners, that'd be great. Shout out to Arkansas. Uh, <laughs> Uh, my name is Mike. Um, I uh, I live in Chicago. I have an apartment in Chicago, but I really live in Glen Ellen, Downers Basically. Grove. Yeah. yeah. So I sleep in the city, and then I'm out here in the burbs uh, five in or six days a week. Logan Square, Avondale. I've been in Avondale for about twelve years now. If you, yeah, wow. twelve years. Yeah. And uh, but now I commute out um, probably six. To seven days a week now, That's out crazy. to the suburbs. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's Do not you bad mind that drive? Is it um, a pleasant drive? I feel like there's always traffic these days. Like it doesn't matter what time of day. This is yeah. This is. Great I don't radio. go downtown What's that the much. There's traffic. Uh, no, <laughs> it's not too bad. Traffic. It's not too bad. No, it does feel every once in a while that my life is a little bit like scattered. Sure, you know, and it's that like anytime it's like. Oh, hey, bro, you want to come have coffee for like 10 minutes? It's like, yeah, I could do that. And it's like, well, okay. It's an mm-hmm. hour commute each way, but mm-hmm. it's not too bad. No, I don't mind it. But yeah, I'm out here in the burbs now. I, I'm a bartender by trade. That's what I've done for the last six or seven years. And Owns his own bar. Bur- yeah. Well, sure. Yes, <laughs> I do. I do own the bar, but day to day, that's what I do is I, yeah. I tend bar. So yeah. it's a lot of fun. Really good. Really good drinks. Danke. Could you whip us up an old-fashioned right now? <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, and wait. Steve usually does before he went fully N.A. this yeah, year. Yeah, that's that true. That was a regular. <laughs> at his true. birthday party, it was like, hey, just do it just real quick. Just, just no big deal. Just right here. Just make an old-fashioned. It's like, all right, fine, Steve. It's your birthday. But it's true. Um, yeah, he'd be like our unofficial bartender at every party because <laughs> we knew no, we had the too skill. Bad. No, you guys you guys Steve's were never you, we didn't you never, take advantage. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. Just no. making sure. I don't think any of my friends ever have. But you I feel like you always like brought stuff too for it and it yeah, because like I'm sp- not like a jerk. I'm going to bring <laughs> stuff to a party. Very generous. Is Mike is one of the most to. generous people that I know. True story. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, appreciate good friend that. to have around. <laughs> I'm trying to make up for the, na- the multiple names. See thing how, how much my generosity's dried up now that I can't bring you alcohol anymore. It's yeah, like I don't right. have anything, I know. access oh, to anything no. else. Oh, no. You have that delicious tonic. They have good oh, NA sure. options at Common Good, his the bar. Tonic so, is good. yeah, it's really good. Like homemade, do you call it homemade tonic? I mean, house yeah, made, house yeah. made. Sorry. Homemade um, sounds like I make it at home with like, 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 like with my Gambi. Gamby Malazzo yes. and I make tonic together Perfect. and I bring it into work. No, it's we make it at the bar. It's really good. That's awesome. It's so good. Yeah, we we literally go for that. I mean, yeah. even if, yeah, like Steve's not drinking. So um, he's pregnant. No, just kidding. But he did give it up when I was pregnant and he liked it so much that he just 
is sticking with it for 2020. So, um, yeah. So, guys, I have so many questions for you on so many topics, but I wanted to start with kind of like the dating scene, where we're at in our world. And if you guys could kind of just comment on that. Neither of you are married at this time. Um, So I just kind of wanted to get some feedback on that of like what dating in our world looks like or your experiences with it. However much you want to share. (laughs) Well, I mean, I feel a little, the more I thought you sent the questions over and I was like, man, this feels a little, I'm like, the least qualified person to answer this question as I've like not really dated in an sure. extended period of time. But I do observe a lot of dating as a I, I want to hear that too. But I mean, uh, just, okay, so put it this way, being a single person, what is that like? Or like, what are the ways that you would meet someone if you were interested in meeting someone, you know, even if you're not actively seeking or at I, point? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think I can't, I'm like... Uh, I hear the kids do it on the apps these days. That's where they meet each other. But that is where a lot of like pretty much everyone yeah. I know is, you know, on a dating app. You know, that's kind of the the vernacular. It was really interesting this summer to have uh, my parents, my family came into town and having a conversation with my parents who um, are in their 70s. And so they still have that terminology. So mm-hmm. my dad's like, so are you go, you know, you go steady with a gal. Oh, and it's I love like, your dad. I know oh, my dad's, so sweet. yeah, he's very sweet. Uh, and so like, that's their world. And then on the other side of it, I would be talking to my like coworkers and it's like, yeah, you know, ever since the breakup, I think I'm ready to move on. So I'm, I'm bumbling it up. I'm on Bumble. Mm-hmm. I'm on stumble I'm on and they have like six apps that they're on I'm like oh that's that that's the way you do it now you know Uh it really is from my observation I feel like you either meet someone at you know school or like you know Mm. yeah I mean there's there's not any place you're gonna have like prolonged you know conversation or interaction with people of the opposite sex but like kind of once you get into the workforce you hit your mid-20s late 20s Everyone's married, you know, and, and or a lot of people are, yeah. you know, they're coupling off, they're getting married. And so, um, and you lose a lot of those spaces sure. where you're like, oh, there's just like, you know, Steve and I were talking about it the other night. It's like in your mid-20s, like when we were in Milano, it's like, mm-hmm. dude, there's so, there's parties, there's like, you know, there's tons of people around who yeah. are also single. And so you're kind of, you're always just kind of wondering in the back of your head, like, oh, her, no, maybe this, that. Mm-hmm. And then... Like you look up one day and you're like, everyone's, oh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. Musical chairs is over. <laughs> uh, and I think a They're lot all of, gone. yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of, I think a lot of people feel that way. You know, I mm-hmm. think that like people's social circles have kind of, I know they stay, say statistically people's social circle circles have shrunk. Sure. Uh, you know, and if you're not involved in something like church, if you're not like in a commu- larger yeah. communal kind of environment, you know, I think it gets hard for people. So they use, a lot of people are using apps, you know, and we get, yeah. it, you know, I see a lot of that as a bartender. You always see that. Oh, are you, are Derek? You, oh, They say the first yeah, name with like a question mark. Oh, oh, for sure. Oh, wow. It's, and you can always wow, tell where they so say much. the name. You say someone's name is a question, you know, it's a, it's. A, <laughs> you uh, know, they've uh, never uh, seen each other. <laughs> Hannah, Hannah, you have to comment that's, on that's this. You know. I need. I was I need just to thinking, uh, Mike, what a great job you have. You probably meet so many people. 
I mean, yes and no. Probably I mean, so many lovely ladies sidling <laughs> up to that bar. Sidling up. Just hey, sidling. Sidling. Have like to admit. Sidling. True. <laughs> I mean, it is Glen Ellen. Am I right? I wore a bolo tie last night and I made… Wow. The, a what I tie? made a bolo tie, Texas tie. Country oh, western, oh, guys. Oh, it was great. <laughs> nope, not familiar. Okay, cool. I you do know. Lynn, no, now I know, you know what I'm you're saying. saying. I know, yes, I, yes, I didn't I know. know the term and, for uh, it. Wow. And Hannah's familiar. I've, I definitely upset my coworkers when I was like, this is great. I can use the line, hey, giddy up, ladies. And they were like immediately <laughs> my goodness. sick. Oh, I know, right? Sick yes. Sick to their stomachs. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I, I've always worked. So I worked at a place in, in Wicker Park called Mott Street. And yeah. now I work at oh, yeah. Common Good. And both places are not single, like single haunts. I mean, we have people who come in mm-hmm. who are single all the time. But okay. it's mostly like a couple's night out kind of sure. place. So yeah. it's like, I meet lots of women, but they are there with their husbands. So it'd be really weird if we like sparks flew and we hit it off. And I was like, let's just grab a drink sometime. <laughs> oh, this is your husband. Oh, he's oh, going to kick my ass now. Okay, excellent. Nice, good. Um, but to no, know. you meet. Yeah. I mean, you meet people and you yeah. see you see people. If I'm honest, that's like my my favorite thing is to observe uh-huh. the first date happening. Oh yeah, totally. It's, we saw one on Valentine's great. Day happening, like where Steve and I went out. We were. There's like a little cafe in the front. We went to Beatrix over in Oakbrook. Okay, yeah. And um, I like could not take my eyes off this couple. I mean, I swear it was wow. like she had a single rose. Prolonged eye contact. And it was with like him. I think that might have been their way of like knowing each other, like the single rose or something. Or maybe he brought How it for romantic. her. Who knows? It was very romantic. But yeah, like you could just tell the conversation was a little awkward at times, and they really wanted to fill like any gaps. So, yeah. anyways, but Steve was sitting next to me, but I was kind of like eyes glued on this couple over there because it's just such good people watching. Like I imagine that's how it is in the bar because it's just like nonstop, you know, all the like dynamics of conversations and… Oh, and you can totally tell too. I think the other big tell is like even if you're going out with like a friend who Mm -hmm. was a girl, there's certain conversations… And they're not like… I'm not talking about like salacious conversations, Mm -hmm. but there's certain things like you would never be like, so like how many uh, brothers and sisters do you have? (laughs) That's… You're on a date. You're on a date. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Like because you're just like any any date… Any question I can ask you, I need need to to fill time here. (laughs) So like you play like a lot of ski ball growing up or… I've only ever, I think, pretty much dated people that like… I had known for okay. a while. Okay. And I'd been friends with for like a prolonged period of time before we ever dated. Gotcha. And so it it's really like I in some ways I kind of like, you know, observe it and laugh at it and like we giggle about it behind the yeah. bar, like ha 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 ha. But it's also like that's like really daunting to be like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go meet up with a stranger. Yeah. And just be like, hey, just Roll right. the dice with it, so it's a little. Du- to me, have I to look be at an it, extrovert, don't you feel? I mean, I don't know. I, I there. I don't know. I mean, we, I know we're going to talk about. No. Okay. No, super introvert. introvert. Okay. You seem like an You're extrovert. You're social though. It's mm-hmm. learned behavior. It's learned. Totally, behavior. I'm the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like a social introvert. Yeah. So. But it's it's it can be. it's that a bizarre exhausting. environment. Yeah, yeah. We had a lot of conversations. Me and a lot of the people I worked with the summer, last summer about like the philosophy of dating and Mm -hmm. online dating and what do we think, what do I think about it, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's something that, but observing it, it's it's very daunting for people. I kind of feel, it's rough. It's rough out there. You know, you're meeting up with a stranger and you're, 
Um, it's hard to see too. Like you, you, you can see sometimes people's like have wildly different expectations. Totally. People are feeling, you know. One is dressed down <coughs> while one is dressed up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I've seen like a couple come in and the cool. girls. Yeah, the, down. the girl looks great and the guy's like, yeah, dude. I, she's going to love this Blackhawks jersey that I'm wearing. It's like, <laughs> oh, no, dude. Oh, yeah. No, no, she's not, dog. No, no she's, she's not. not. But maybe <laughs> if you're lucky, she's just desperate enough to just be, <laughs> to make that, stay. just let, be like, At you least know let what, the maybe date happen. Well, maybe I, I can change them. I actually have a good case study for you yes, guys. Please. I, I've been asking people this question ever since it happened. So I was most recently on Hinge. Huh? Chicago is a hinge city. That's hinge, okay. Hinge yeah. I was on Bumble maybe like a year ago and got on hinge. Um, I'm no longer on any dating apps. I'm taking a break. <laughs> because so don't try to look her up after this episode. Exactly. I know Sorry, you will guys. try. <laughs> Sorry, Phyllis. <laughs> um, because, Mike, I do want to get back to like what we're doing to each other when we're swiping. Like yes. on a face. I think that there's yeah. something really dehumanizing about yeah. that. And I think it probably, it does detrimental things to yep. our brains too. Yep. It's just, it's not right. Mm. So we'll go back like into making that. making judgments about yeah. people. So, yeah. Yeah. But, um, okay. So this was my rose, my most recent date. The rose? Wait, you got a rose too? For your I just want, I want someone to do the, I'll be wearing this to meet up, but do it in an unromantic way. Be like, I'll be the one in the Bart Simpson t-shirt. <laughs> I'll do that. Yes. I'll do that do on my it, next date. Yeah, I, I could do that. that. Um, no, so I was uh, went out on a date with this guy uh, like two weeks before Christmas. Okay. Uh, this past Christmas, so recently. And um, he was really nice. We hung out for like three hours. And we went to Italy, which is, oh, yeah. you know, kind of like a— touristy, I would say. Yes. No, no judgment. <laughs> I don't know why I'm it's judging. It's, I'm it's, judging him right now. I feel bad. No, it's Italian Disneyland. It's Italian Yeah, yes. totally. Yeah, okay. So whatever. We I agree. was like, we'll do it. Um, we were walking around with a glass of wine. It was really nice. And then the next day, he actually called me and asked me out on another date. So we set up like both of our schedules were super packed so that we couldn't set up another date until two weeks later. Mm -hmm. And I was really excited. Mm -hmm. I was like, I like this guy. He's mm -hmm. great. Yeah. He's probably the one. Oh. Um, <laughs> Yo. <laughs> and so I go back home to Sycamore for Christmas. Shout out to Sycamore. Ooh. And I'm like partying with my family for two weeks. And it comes to be Christmas Day and I don't hear anything mm. from him. And I think you always text Merry Christmas to yeah, that like, person. Yeah, hey, what's up? Yeah. Mm. Or if Just you're like going to go a on a second Christmas. date. Yeah. Right? Something. Yeah. Mm. I do agree with that. Yeah, Thank now that you. you're so mentioning it. Very mm -hmm. awkward. So like our next date was maybe three or four days after Christmas. So I texted him the morning of the date. And I was like, dude, I don't know if either of us are feeling this. Like maybe not. And so, yeah, we we didn't go. You canceled? <laughs> well, Wait, I, don't so know, I don't know if I te technically canceled or he did. So you had <laughs> so set wait, time a out, date. Time out. Yeah, I, I, I need more info. To, I want to go back to… <laughs> So you go on a date, you're feeling it. He's the one. Yeah. And so yes. at post date, are you texting every day? No. What? He 
he calls me the next day okay. to ask me out. Calls me on the phone. Leaves okay. me a voicemail, by the way, because I never answer like, phone calls. Yes. I don't like Neither talking on I. the phone. So Same. it will always Only a have few to people be, I can talk to on the yes. phone. Side note, I think you dodged a bullet because what kind of <laughs> psychopath leaves a voicemail in today's a social voicemail wow. in today's day and age? True. That <laughs> is Maybe a- he's a time traveler from the past. That's the only explanation. <laughs> Wait, I oh think gosh, talking I on the so phone weird. is Okay, that's weird. I just want to highlight that, but go on. So he <laughs> no. calls you, you book, you book the date. For two weeks later. And then do you talk at is he like, oh hey, this is listen to the song, you might date nothing. Great question, Mike. Three, <laughs> four days go by. I text him. Okay. Cause I'm like, mm. why haven't I heard from him in three yeah, or four that days? Is weird. We it's had a bizarre. really great date and I'm trying to keep the momentum going. And connect, He's the yeah. one who asked me out on a second date. Yeah. So I'm mm. like in lieu of no, like there, it was just radio silence. So I think I texted him twice over that two week period uh-huh. to which he responded back immediately and like would start up the conversation. But then it came to be Christmas day. And I'm like, you text your coworkers who you aren't even like best friends with Merry mm. Christmas. You text people Merry Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I did wrong, apparently, in this situation <laughs> was my sister, Deborah, who is the wisest, she said, you should never judge someone else's into Like, people are, mm. basically, people are going to do what they want to do. He wanted to go out on a second date with you. You shouldn't have said anything, even if, mm. even if he wasn't acting like it, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have let that second date come to fruition. Mm, but I'm like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go on two first dates with him. Cause that's yeah. how I, f- I was like, why am I going on another first date? You killed I, all the momentum. And it's, a, but mm, I think it's an indication of like, you guys have different expectations of like yes. communication and like, oh, if Which I like someone, be. I want to talk mm-hmm. to them all the time. Mm-hmm. Like not yep. like, yep. not in a weird way, but just like, you know, there's like, an expectation of like some sort of consistency and apparently he doesn't. That is a little, I, I think in general, that's, that's always a question. There's a couple times I've asked that question of people mm-hmm. where it's like, so how are things going with this girl? Oh, I thought, I thought it was going great. Cool. Were you like, so you're talking to her every day? No. It's like, mm-hmm. then that, at least to me, I'm like, that's a little right. weird. You know? But it is an expectation. I mean, it depends on your expectations of the communication. Like, kind of like what you're saying, I think, is that maybe people have different definitions of, like, what good communication is. I don't know. How many— co- Maybe yeah. not every day or maybe— I don't know. Right maybe you didn't want to seem too off. eager or something like that. Who knows? I don't By know. Being, I, I'm generally interested to know, like, how many, how many couples or how— like, even just, like, early on— couples do you know where it's like you don't you don't like I'm not saying you Mm -hmm. have to like be talking about everything every day but just like a hey how's it going Mm. oh hey oh are you you know what are you up to just something that I I feel like that's a little it's apparently I used to do that to Steve just wait days he'd be waiting (laughs) how many times has he like reminded you of that (laughs) yes you mean back when you used to (laughs) back when you used to ghost me yeah um, is this true, Jesse? You what? ghosted Steve? I mean, How I could you just, do that? I, yes. How could you? <laughs> He'll be editing this. So, you know what? He'll probably love that you're saying that. <laughs> Let's no, talk about that. No, but I mean, that. I do think, you know, 10, 12 years ago, that's a long time ago, but like even then texting was different. Like phones were different. I didn't, I didn't have an iPhone at the time at that, you know, now it's like we do everything on our phone. We always have our phone. So it does feel different. And the fact that he, 
did respond right when you texted him. It's like it's not like he's not right. by his phone but, or yeah. thinking right. about. Yeah. I don't know. But also it was different too because you you guys were friends. And we so friends. it was like, mm-hmm. it wasn't like we this had that like, foundation. This, is the, this is the conduit for us to be, have point. any sort of contact or connection. It's like, you're going to see Steve. You knew mm-hmm. you were going to see Steve. And at that point, I'm pretty sure you were like, whatever, I'll see this clown he, later. He used to write me letters too. Oh. On top of it. And I was like, I never wrote him back. You guys are so mean. <laughs> What? Because I was like, what? We just texted today. I talked to you already. I saw you yesterday. I don't think a guy, I don't think when a guy, as someone who's written letters before, I don't think you write them being like, oh, I can't wait to get one back. It's not a pen pal situation. He wanted to be pen pals like me and Hannah, but I only have one pen pal. He wants to write you love letters. That's me, Hannah Person. Read this and weep, Steve. (laughs) Read it and weep. But I do, I I love your question about the swiping because Mm -hmm. I do think that that was something that like, because there was a moment where one of my friends was like, oh, we got to get you on. We got to make a profile Mm. for you on something. Don't do it. Yeah. Did they do it? Did they? No, 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 no. Uh, Well, I'm not on, I think you have to like have social media to be on those anyway. And I don't have that. And Gotcha. Um. You know, something I read in, you know, this that Emotionally Healthy Spirituality by Peter Scazzaro, which Mm. is a book that I love. He references, I can't remember the author, but this guy who talks about um, like learning, maturing to a point where you pursue I-thou relationships or you see relationships as I-thou, which is Mm. instead of treating other people as an object that exists to give you something. And we all have expectations. Mm -hmm. We all, like, I think it's fair to look at someone else and be like, hey, I expect something from you. Um, And that's, that's real. And that's, that's healthy. But he talks about have pursuing a view of I, thou, which is you are your own person. You do not exist for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that creates space between you. That is healthy. Mm-hmm. And you seek to have God fill that space and and respect you know to respect each other in, in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. And it felt very. It was like right as I was reading that, and that really hit me. And I really loved that, mm-hmm. and I really appreciated that. Was right when that conversation about oh maybe we make you a little profile dog, mm-hmm. and I was like that seems to me so counterintuitive to be because yeah. like whether someone's your friend or, or, or you have a desire for them romantically, like mm-hmm. I think that I, thou, like especially with that person that's going to be that close to you, you mm-hmm. want that with. And to start off with like, am, basically being like, Amazon, bring me a woman. Yes. Like the shopping for that a person the way that you yeah. do mm. like toothbrush heads mm-hmm. or, right. you know, whatever. Right, it's very whatever. consumeristic. Which is yeah, like, I get that strange. it fits in our that's vernacular weird. as like a culture. Yeah. And I get, I get that it like, and I'm not here to dot because I know people who've met their spouses on right. online dating mm-hmm. and I get that Amen. that's the way it's done. And so I'm not here to like judge that. But I do think it's, for me, it felt like this would be really hard for me to like go in because it's going to shape not only the way I view this person, but really myself. And the mm-hmm. really, that whole experience comes about like, what, what would, who would be interested in me? Mm-hmm. What could I, like, what could I, you know, which people are going to respond back? And what does that say mm-hmm. about me? Instead of, and then, you know, this person is something that I, like, picked out from a catalog. And mm-hmm. then be like, all right, cool, let's go into this date. And then 
now we're going to have to tear all this down. Mm -hmm. If it goes well, now let's backtrack, tear all this down and have to rebuild from square one, which is like get to know you mm -hmm. as a friend and someone that I build a connection with and then start again. It's it's like, right. oh, that seems awful. Yeah. It just seems weird. I think too, like my one beef with the online dating, which I think, you know, sure, I think it can be good. Because like you guys were saying, it's just hard to like, there aren't those places where you can just go and meet someone besides like, a yeah, bar, yeah, which yeah. is not really maybe where you want to meet somebody. No offense to his line of work. <laughs> no. No, no, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but they do actually foster good community at his bar if you're oh, looking people, to people meet, meet people. People do um, meet. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> but I think it's that with the online dating, it's it feels like it's outside of a of a community. And yeah. like you don't know yeah. people who know that person or, you know, you don't yeah. know what their friends are That's like. True. You don't like yeah. hear about them from other people. So you know what they present to you on yeah. that first date or second date or, you know, whatever. Um, and and that's all you know until you maybe get deeper into like their life and start meeting their, you know, their community. I don't know. That's that's a huge thing that's lacking, I feel like. I think it. there's, yeah, there's a lack of safeguards. You know, one of mm -hmm. our good, one of my good friends went through the Bumble experience this last year. And it's like, you know, every guy on there is like, here's a picture of me with a dog. So mm -hmm. you know that I like animals. <laughs> here's a picture with me and Anna. a baby. I borrowed one of my friend's babies to show you that I'm good yep. with children. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and then you is get, that true? Oh, yeah. Yes. Hell, yeah. Whoa. Hell, yeah. So many pictures with dogs. Dogs and babies. The dogs are everywhere. The here's me. They're here's taking the, over. There's always a guy with like the, here's just like a goofy. Here's a goof shot just to show what a goofball I am to, to ease you into this experience but she met this guy and it's like his whole thing was his mm -hmm. i you know i saw his like she was like oh check out yeah. this like the profile it's like right. i love my family i love right. family i'm such like an it's such a softy <laughs> and such, I'm a just, good guy. such a good guy such a good guy and i met him and he seemed like i like was man this guy was just like you know, saying like really tall order stuff, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm just, I'm in it to win it. I really care about you. Mm -hmm. And just like, it was like the, mm -hmm. you know, like one of those Hallmark movies or like mm -hmm. Netflix Christmas prints, like just saying this, just, I was like, wow, dude, this guy's like old, you know, old soul, like bringing back mm -hmm. the, you know, some <laughs> real classic, just really, really interested in you. And then just, I, I even, went to a concert with them mm. and went to like, I invited them to come to a, a tasting with me one time. Okay. Cause you know, I'm friends and I'm like, Hey, maybe I'll become friends with this guy too. And then literally overnight, just completely ghosts mm. just gone. And you're like, and, and that was and like happening like it, for a while, right? Like a number of weeks or what? He just, Oh no. Like they, were they, like were dating. Dating? they were like, they were like, yeah holding hands the yeah. whole the yeah. whole works yeah wow remember yeah what, what a crazy evangelical weed and i am man they were holding hands <laughs> like, and they're dude, basically it was something they that's were like you're basically married <laughs> uh but no they i mean i was like oh, okay you guys are a thing this is happening and then mm -hmm. just like it was like one one fight or one off day or two mm. and it just gone and you're like, that's, and I felt like a jerk because I was like so point. encouraging. I'm like, man, this guy's great. Just why not just embrace it? Right. And then afterwards, I was like, wait, you don't know anything about him. Mm -hmm. Why were you recommending mm -hmm. him? So is that is that the case? Like, do you feel like if you've, Hannah, like gone on multiple dates with somebody or if, if you have, I don't know, you tell me. But like from an online 
interaction, like it, does it feel more like paper thin as far as like their, their commitment or their need to respond or, you know, it's like, it's almost like there's no accountability. That's like yeah. another thing I think about community mm-hmm. that they can just like decide like, yeah. no. Nah. Yeah. Disappear. I have definitely had dudes ghost me. Um, in the past, like maybe like two years ago. Um, I'm trying Is to it be- the philosopher guy. I oh my gosh, no, <laughs> that goes Whoa. way back, way back. I'm trying to think of. I honestly, in all of my dating online, and it's been like, like here and there over sure. the years because I actually did have a boyfriend not that long ago. He was really great and awesome. <laughs> and I feel bad. I shouldn't have let that one go. That that one will come back to haunt me for sure. But um, no, so I don't think I've ever actually had any any semblance of success mm, online dating. Okay, gotcha. I truly think it's only been like one date or two dates. It's yeah. it's usually like yeah, neither of us. And are, then it can just kind of be like. It's I've you know been what? On, I've been on way too many first dates. That's what I've come yeah. to realize over the last like seven years or so. Like there's just been too many first dates. Yeah, but I, it never really transpires. It never grows. It never becomes anything else. So yeah. I do feel like I guess that could happen without it being an online dating thing. I'm like thinking back to my dating experience, whatever, a while ago. But like back when we were like back in Ecclesia at our old church, like the young adults group, it was like I went out with someone who I I didn't know that well. He was like a super great guy, whatever. But like, again, like just no real sparks. But like he Mm -hmm. asked me to go out again. I'm like, okay, I'll like give it another chance or whatever. We did that. (laughs) But then it was like, it kind of just fizzled, fizzled out. out. It was yes. like, yeah. so I suppose it yeah. could happen even if you meet at a church group or whatever. True, but it true. does feel like yeah. it's easier to to yes. just like remove yourself from the, that situation. Because, but there's like some yeah. maturity about that. They're like, did, yes. you, ta- did sure. you still talk to him after that? Yeah, Probably, I think we, yeah. I think he like, so what happened was he was kind of like, I, you know, he went out of town or on a mission trip or something where he was like, you know, um, if I was if I was in town, I would like definitely be like wanting to spend time with you or something like that. This was like after the second uh-huh. date, I think. And I'm kind of like, really? Because I just did. I wasn't really feeling, feeling that it, yeah. there was anything. But but then it ends up he comes back and he's like, so I kind of like this friend of like a close friend of mine. It's kind of like turned into something else. And I just want to let you know, I you know it was really nice to. And so and I was like, you're letting me down, and I. <laughs> even like that you know what I'm that into it but that's kind of like the game too of it sometimes when it's like like, well who's letting who down or like who says it first but there's like a humanity to that and respect to that I thought it was very respectful yes and he was a great guy like yes you hate what that we even have the term ghosting so like imagine if that guy like came back from the trip and just every time he was in the room, pretended like you weren't there. Wouldn't make eye contact. Oh, for sure. Talking. Yeah. You would be like, it was what weird an after that, I will baby. say. <laughs> no, well, it's, but a, yeah, it's a little It awkward, wasn't because of like, him. Like, he was upfront about it. And I yeah. totally, that is different. But there's like, you're still being like respectful adults mm-hmm. to each other. Sure. And like, we give a cool name. Like, go- ghosting yeah. sounds awesome. <laughs> it ghosting does sound should be cool. like when you like do a really cool 
like disappearing act. But it shouldn't be like <laughs> such an easy term for like, yeah, you yeah. know, like I, I like kind of engaged in some casual intimacy with someone, mm-hmm. and then they displease me in a small way, and so then I pretend like mm-hmm. they don't exist, like a child yeah. baby would. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, that baby. sounds like a really good mm-hmm. a good behavior to engage in. But like, right. like you said, like yeah. if you're on an app and you're mm-hmm. and you are good at presenting yourself, you could probably do that. Just ad nauseum yeah. without any co- without any consequence right. or any accountability. Right. And That's what does what that do to you as a person mm-hmm. to be like? What expectation does that set for you? And totally. there's nothing there well, to ever challenge your expectations. Yeah. Bad behaviors yeah. too. Yes. So that yeah. is a problem. Okay, because right. yeah. you don't know how to actually be in a relationship either. You know. But in, yes. in you, and you, no one's ever there. Nothing's ever there. You you never have to look at another person and mm-hmm. say you disappointed me or mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. was rough or this wasn't what I wanted in that moment, mm-hmm. but you're still here and I still have to engage mm-hmm. with you somehow mm-hmm. and I still have to understand you and we still have to f- like be human beings towards each other mm-hmm. and maybe work through it and maybe continue right. down the road. Right. Because you can always just like move on to the next exactly. thing. And that there's nothing that, and you never get to the other side and say, you know what, that, su- that week sucked, but we're back on track. Mm-hmm. And this is how people yeah. are. This is how right. relationships right. actually are. Yeah. And instead it like, like nothing's, you can just keep going. I remember one friend who like ghosted, um, you know, ghosted someone or the relationship mm-hmm. ended and like talking to them about it, challenging them on it and saying like, well, you know, why do you think that this was a really, like you seem to be really interested in this person mm-hmm. and then blammo, you weren't, mm-hmm. Why do you think that that was a good decision? Because it seemed like mm-hmm. you seem to be making a decision against your own self-interest or right. against what you seem to really want a minute mm-hmm. ago. And it was, well, you know, I just, you know, we just didn't connect. And mm-hmm. she, a lot of, it felt like we were fighting too much early mm-hmm. on. It's like, well, you were together for six months, mm-hmm. which is a, a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and he's like, I just feel like it's, it's too early for us to, for it to be that hard. Mm. And it was like, mm-hmm. okay, pause. <laughs> and then we were hanging out with like two or three people who were married. I was like, pause. <laughs> so your expectation, just to be clear, what is yeah. your expectation? When is it enough time for someone to create conflict with you that you have to work through? He's like, I don't know, just not that long. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it, and we went around the room it, to each person who's in a yeah. you know successfully married and say, yeah. when was the first time you and your spouse had conflict? And every sing- to a T, every yeah. person was like, either before we started right. dating <laughs> or like the week we started dating. And yeah. so it was like, you know, I just think I'll meet a girl who will never get mad at me uh-huh. ever for right. anything I said. Well, let I was me like, do whatever I want to do. <laughs> Good luck, <laughs> All man. All the time. Yes, exactly. And this, well, the, and the, the saddest thing too about like, what, how does it affect you as a person was talking to, you know, Chad, mm-hmm. my business partner, who I like working with him because of his whiskey knowledge and he's brilliant. Mm-hmm. He's a brilliant bartender. He's phenomenal with guests. I love working with him because he's an incredible father mm-hmm. and an incredible husband. And Alicia's an incredible mother and an yeah. incredible wife. And I get to learn so much from watching like a real life marriage yeah. really function um, and two people so like really work for each other mm-hmm. in a really beautiful way. But I was talking to him about that, you know, that conversation with that person and he goes, his commentary was, and if he did find that woman, 
mm-hmm. who would never get mad at him, never challenge mm-hmm. him, that would be awful for him. Mm-hmm. That would right. be the worst thing that he ever would never to grow him. or change. Grow. Yeah. Never and that's change. the whole goal of being in relationship and being married. And yes, that's a, sanctification, guys. That is such a sea change tectonic shift. Mm -hmm. You talk to a married person, what is the goal of marriage? Mm -hmm. And you write down that list. And then you talk to a single person using like the way that those apps kind of incentivize you or teach you to view it. Mm -hmm. And you tell them, what are your expectations and your goals? Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to line up at all. Yeah. Probably not going to be on the list. I mean, so what does it feel like when you guys, I mean, you mentioned a married couple that you know, like what is that like having like married people around you. Cause like you said, it's like fewer and fewer people, I guess, as you get older, um, are single or whatever. So like, is that something that like, do you see those things sometimes like the troubling things of marriage that you're like, hold on a second, do I really want this? You know, or is it like you're feeling more pressure as you get a little older? I mean, I guess I just, your perspective on that and even like what you see around you in relationships. I love third wheeling. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm really good at it. Um, I am blessed to be around lots of married friends. And I would say it gives me a beautiful picture of marriage. Yeah. And I mean, both my sisters have been married for seven plus years. And um, I love hanging wow. out with them. I love being a part of their relationships and uh, doing life with them. Um, and yeah, I think that the pressure, nobody, nobody around me, I'm a very lucky single person because I don't feel like any of my friends put pressure on me or make me feel weird or like an outsider, um, for being single. So, um, I really appreciate, yeah, the people who I'm able to do life with because I could see that being really hard as like, I've heard stories, you know, where, Mm -hmm. Single people don't want to go back uh, to their families over the holidays because they're going to, you know, that that's never mm. been my experience. Um, what about you, Mike? Do you have a lot of married friends? Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like most of my friends are, most of my friends my age are married. I, it's always weird because I end up working with people who are, for the last seven, eight years, being a bartender. Most bartenders are a lot younger than me. So the people that I'm friends with tend to be younger than me. Like work friends tend to be younger than me. Yeah. Uh, But all my like outside of work friends are all, I mean, I think with the exception of one or two people are all married now. So. um, How does that make you feel? uh, That's evolved a lot over, I I think, the last two years. I think for a long time, man, I look back on my expectations what is marriage? And then what does that say about me? We're so off base. Yeah, you know? I feel that. Yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. off base. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, so, how are you off base? How do you feel well, off base? Um, I think that something that you said earlier that made me, I wanted to go back to this. I think you've maybe hit the nail on the head. The problem with online dating is So, okay, you can just swipe Mm -hmm. and say yes or no to someone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When can you ever do that in real life? 
Like, you would never go up to a person Mm -hmm. and just say, I reject you. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you could meet someone at a coffee shop and have a conversation with them. You would never actually, like, to their—you wouldn't just say, rejected. And, like, it's like Mm. you're, like, erasing them from existence. Like, if if I did that in real life, if I, like, walked through Five and Hook one day and did that in real life, the police would be called within, like, five minutes. (laughs) As I go table to table. Erased. women— Sorry, babe. Not going to happen. Not liking the hair. Maybe next time try a little harder, okay? (laughs) Hey, you, babe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'll put you in the maybe pile. Well, and do people's pictures even look like them? That's like another question. I don't know. I feel like in real life, people look so different. That has never been my problem. I feel like, okay, one time a dude looked way older. Oh, really? Like, in his against, picture? Nothing against older men. I I like older men. They're cool. They're totally How fine. How old are we talking Not about? Just kidding. <laughs> but no, he looked like 10 years older. Like, he looked yeah. like he was like, like 50 or something. In your yeah, in your, it was, wait, it on was the weird. app or no? Like in, in person? Way, oh, in person. He put like a younger picture of yes. himself on Yeah, that. it was weird. very weird. <laughs> I, I feel like the yeah. need to like pepper in some of my favorite terrible date. And you're right yes. about the, like, oh, the pictures want. not Let's matching. Hear it. Let's hear it. Um, <laughs> th- this, is, this is one I observed again. One I've, I've observed. Um, this talking about like the picture not matching up. Uh, and talking about expectations and like one person thinking it's going well and the other not. Oh, this no. couple comes in <laughs> and th- this woman comes up to the bar and she goes, eh, Daniel? So you're like, yes, okay, Tinder date. <laughs> it's Boot it up. Let's do it's it. It's starting. Um, and they're at the, the, you know, they just get beers, which I'm like, okay, this is like, this is okay. An interesting choice for, you know, first date at a cocktail bar. I'm sorry. Just the first time beers. I went to your cocktail no, bar, I got a beer. It's fine. It you're, was Kronbacher. But you weren't, Krom, they were drinking Kronbacher too. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's fine. You weren't on a first date. But I, I feel like, you know, the guy should put in a little effort. Be like, mm-hmm. oh, let's get some, let's do build adventures right together. Have fun. Anyway. Yeah. So they get a beer. They get like one round. Um, and then uh, he's like, oh, give me uh, a pardon me for a moment and goes up to use the men's room and the second he rounds the corner she goes we'll close out separate checks <gasps> and I was like oh, yes and, and um because oh, wow. yeah, I'm, I'm a jerk and I think it's hilarious when a date's going terrible uh and he comes back uh and she looks at my, one of my bartenders. I can't remember who was working with me that night. And uh, one of the gals who works with us. And she, the lady goes, he looks very different in person. Just very matter-of-factly. Wow. And he comes back and like, Aww. just, it, it's like you told a kid Santa doesn't exist. Just to Aww. see someone's like hopes just come crashing down. Yes. I enjoy a little bit because I'm so a jerk. It's sad. sad, but it You're was funny to me. You are he's sick. coming around the corner and just, it was, he was Even just- Even agrees. He's, yeah, it is, it's bad. I'm a jerk. Brutal. I'm a terrible person. He comes around the corner and just sees separate checks on the oh, bar. So and the look sad. on his face was- I'm gonna cry. Separate checks? Separate <laughs> checks? And it was like, oh. and she looks at him and she goes, you look very different. In person. No, she so you know. said oh, that to his to face. His I would face. never say okay, that well, to someone's face. That disproves what it. you said about the swipes. Some people do say it to people. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. Wow. I think she meant it yes. as like a hey. I think she meant it as a hey, just just so you know, like 
you might have problems in the future if like people come and you look like completely different in person they might feel yeah. a little bit so i think she was Deceived trying to be yeah. kind of thing yeah. i think she was just trying to give yeah. them some fearless feedback yeah. there but it was harsh and oh, then they they wow. left oh but yeah mike that reminds that me i've got a really great piece of advice for you and your workplace <laughs> so my favorite bar um in Pilsen is called Punch House. And I yeah, go there all yeah, the no, Have you been? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So in the bathrooms, my favorite thing about it is in the girls' bathroom stall. It's like if you are experiencing someone who's bothering you, yeah. like, you know, to say this code word to the bartender and like he'll, he or she will make sure you get home safely. Oof. And I really, really oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. this day and age, when a bunch of people are meeting random strangers online, you just yeah. never know. So don't you think you need that? That would be a good idea. Right? Yeah, it just, like it makes you feel safe. I like that too. Right? Yeah, for sure. Even if you've never needed to use the code word, you feel safe that you have that option. It's a safe space. It's a safe place. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Should we put that in the men's bathroom there too? Yes, probably so. Did you know that one time? Okay, so just a little side story. Steve and I were dating. We were dating at this point. Yeah. And we like, he had taken me home, but then like, we didn't want to be like sitting in my parents' driveway, like talking forever or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So we drove across the street to the park. Uh-huh. This was not, nothing sketchy was happening. Yeah. But a, a police officer did come over there and asked first Steve if he was being held there against his Steve, will. Steve, what? <laughs> and then came around and asked me the same question. What? Yes. Okay. I would have loved if Steve would have been like, <laughs> Yes, please help me. And just like, get me out of here. Get me out of here. I'm just surprised story. he didn't do that. Just as like, you yeah, get out of jail the next day. She's got a weapon. Come on, Steve. Oh my gosh. So, anyways, wow, what does that say about you? Exactly. Like, you like, what did I face. look like? Yeah. Your face. That Pardon is awesome. me, sir. Is this uh, a joke? Do you, are you okay? Do you feel safe at this time, sir? <laughs> yeah, I feel fine. <laughs> You no. can tell me it's okay. <laughs> There's no way you'd be here with this chick of your own accord. <laughs> wow. That is awesome. That wow. is uh 2020. What a progressive police officer. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know what? So I'm just saying, maybe the men's bathroom too. You I can appreciate know. that. Um, you guys are really convicting me, my heart, about online dating. I'm just gonna this say that. This I'm just gonna feel convicted. I'm just gonna feel convicted. Not convicted in a negative way. Okay. Just um, impacted, okay. moved. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to think about with it. My I mean, other favorite story from the, I yeah. have to share the story please too. Share, I don't please know share. if it's gonna like come out later. Was a really an nice opportunity story. to slip this one in. Yeah. Uh, it's also my other thing is like, and this is just it free advice mm-hmm. given to whoever's listening, I'll Arkansas or otherwise. <laughs> I'll take it. Like, <laughs> just you gotta you. learn. My other pet peeve with online dating is that like. I feel like men and women both, but especially like, because I'm, I, I can only speak as a man. (laughs) It should be something that you put effort into. Like you want Mm -hmm. to be able to look at the other person and be like, you, you mattered enough to me Mm -hmm. that I put in effort to be close to you, to pursue you. Mm -hmm. Cause I think that sets, you know, like one of uh, my best friend, Grant and Masha, um, they're married. They have a, a incredible family. And when they first met, Grant, I remember him one day, I was like, hey, dude, you know, I was single, I think at the time, 
he was single but like had fallen in love with Masha. And I was like, dude, what are you up to tomorrow? You want to hang? He's like, I can't. I have to, well, I'm gardening. I was like, you've never, gardening? Gar I was like, gardening? Aww. What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm pl playing flowers. Get, like, and it was like the, he was upset <laughs> that I would even try to get him to do something else. I was like, dude, you've never gardened a day in your life. What are you talking, why are you so adamant about gardening? He's like, I love it. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I like rolled through the house the next day and of, sure enough, he's out there with Masha planting flowers. Aww. And it was like, so he would sweet. do anything to spend time with her. He would, uh, when, back when, I think, I don't even know if they were dating yet. She had a job out in Buffalo Grove mm -hmm. and they live in the city and he would drive her to Buffalo Grove just because he's like, I, I want an, if I can have an hour in the car with you. Aww. It's worth it so because sweet. I love spending time with you. That has had an impact. That mm -hmm. set the tone of like, you are someone that's important to me. You're something that I put effort into. Mm -hmm. And so she still thinks about that. She still mm -hmm. will mention Aww. it to this day where she she knows that Grant will do things, he will put in effort, he will put in work, he will go out of his way, he will put his life mm -hmm. on hold and inconvenience himself with pleasure mm -hmm. to for her benefit because mm -hmm. he she matters to him. I think the online dating things can set a tone for women where it's like, oh, I don't want to be inconvenient. At all. You should be a little, you're allowed mm -hmm. to be a little inconvenient to someone. Mm -hmm. and, and for a guy, it's like you put in some effort, man. Right. Like put in some attention. Put in some effort. Amen. And it's like, and it, yeah, but it removes that where it's like, it's like Amen. you can literally be, you can literally be on your couch at home eating mm -hmm. Doritos and being like, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. And it's, yeah. Just, ugh, exactly. it's just not a good picture. No, it's gross, right? but that's what look, it is. That and that is so it's it like, it, it, you know, A, right. put in some effort, but B, learn to like, learn to like have some intentionality mm -hmm. and learn to be like, you just there, and I get that it's scary and it's like it's intimidating and it can be fearful and it can be an uncomfortable environment. But like, because they'll get there and it's like you can tell they haven't thought it through at mm. all. And it's like, yeah. well, I picked you on the app and you said yes. There might have been a, right. a few other girls few that other week. Mm -hmm. I mean, but, mm -hmm. but they're so it's it's funny because it's like, dude, you didn't think this through at all. You didn't have a plan. Right. You didn't. Mm -hmm. You you have like no like. And when yeah. it goes, it's funnier when it goes well because when it goes bad, the girls like, okay, cool, yeah, well. Um, uh, I have to go to make sure that the, I saw a fire hydrant outside. I want to make sure it's doing okay. So I'm going to go do that. Uh, and they, like it ends pretty quickly, but it's funny when it goes well and you can tell the guy has no plan because mm. they'll sit, mm. they won't be getting any other drinks. And, you know, the server will come up and be like, hey, can I get you guys anything else? And the girl will go, uh, I'm fine. And like yeah, smiling like, 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 hey, we could, you yeah. know, let's go grab ice cream. Let's yeah, go do something. Yeah. And the guy will be like, oh, right. I'm good. And then they sit, they'll sit there for like three hours. Yeah. And it's like, dude, is... just like, just be like, hey, you wanna, do you wanna go? Let's go for a walk. Let's go do something. Let's. Yeah. I mean, what would be the alternative, I guess, is the question. Like, are there like churches that are more single or like, you know, not single, but like, you know, have more of a single focus because there are more singles there or like young adults or like groups at a church or like, what is the, what is the place or what would your perspective well, be on that? I, I don't think that Mike has any excuse for why he's still single. If you are, I don't know. But <laughs> I work by myself yeah. every mm. single day. With a lot of couples. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and families. I photograph couples getting married. But no, mostly I'm at my apartment behind my computer screen editing all mm-hmm. day, every day. And so it's really hard. Like a lot of people yeah. meet people at work. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's and true. like it's like must be nice working at a bar, Mike, where you meet <laughs> Like straight, you have coworkers. There's this beautiful thing called coworkers yeah. and strangers. But it's like I really don't meet a lot of people. But um, I don't really get out, guys. <laughs> look at me. Just take one look at Super me. Super cute. But- look, at, look at Instagram. <laughs> Hot mess. Um, but uh, oh yeah, I think that it is most beautiful to meet people in natural environments, like church. You know, like mm-hmm. I go to a small group um, at this church in Chicago. There's a couple cool churches in Chicago. So yeah, I mean, hey, guess what? There's hope, right, guys? There's mm-hmm. still hope, right? Well, the other thing about <laughs> you though is. I feel like whoever's born in Sycamore like finds each other later. So you so might true. marry someone from Sycamore. I will like probably end up with someone from well, Sycamore. Mark went out yes. of the you're gonna the norm walk into there. you're gonna walk into a bar in Pilsen. A guy's gonna be wearing a Bob Joe Speedway T-shirt. And you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, I love that familiar. place. You know Bob Joe. <laughs> I know Bob Joe. Mike, wow. <laughs> um, I think that uh, one dude actually who I went on a date with, he said something really beautiful to me. He goes to a different church in Chicago, and uh, big surprise again, it didn't work out between us, <laughs> but he was wonderful. And um, he said, you know, churches like. We need someone to get up there and preach a sermon about this new culture, this world that we're living Mm. in that is online dating. And, like, it needs to be, like, heavy on the grace. Like, Mm -hmm. if we're going to do this, like, as Christians, um, if we're going to online date, like, we need to have so much grace for each other. And, like, Mm. ghosting, that shouldn't be a thing. Mm -hmm. You know, Just, like, respect for people, you know. Common decency. Right. Because this is new. Treat them as a human. This is new waters. Mm-hmm. Like, we haven't navigated this, like, as a church body, you mm-hmm. know? And, you know, if it you went on a date with someone and it didn't work out, you should be able to still look each other in the eyes, you know, and say hi. Um, it shouldn't be weird. So, yeah, I try to treat people. I mean, I've certainly been ghosted by some dumb dudes um, that really hurt my feelings. I'm not going to lie. Surprise, Hannah. We have some of those dumb dudes here tonight. <laughs> They're in the back They're room. They're in the back Come on room. On, guys. <laughs> We're going to be here all night long. We got to hash oh these God. things out right now. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, I think grace is, like, the word mm. of the day. But mm-hmm. also maybe not even online dating in the first place. <laughs> that, too. Well, okay, so last question on dating. Are there things that you feel like you expect of people or, you know, could be, like, unreasonable expectation? Or, like, what are the things that are kind of, like, your holdups about dating or, or staying with someone, you know, because I'm sure you've made that decision too yourself of like, this is not working out. Kind of like, what are, what are you looking for? Or what are you not looking for? Maybe like, what do you see people in the culture lacking? Those kind of things. Uh, I, <laughs> no pressure. Again, like I, I think I feel like I brought it up and then I, I never followed through with this comment, but <laughs> Bring it like home. being in your, being in my <laughs> mid twenties, it's like my expectations were, or like, what does success look like, right? Yeah. And defining 
um, what success looks like. Like in our business, Chad and I started with this, this business saying, what if your definition of success was, am I honoring God? And that was it, period. Mm -hmm. What would your business look like? And I see the fruit of that now. Where like I had a guest come in this last week and I was very nice and very generous with him. And he was like, this is why, you know, you're not as successful in business as you could be, you know? And I said, hey, just trying to be like light about it. I was like, hey man, you know, I said something about we wanted our highballs to be priced lower so that Mm -hmm. it was more accessible to people. And he's like, that's why, dude, you'd be making more money if you just like charge the hell out of people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, you know, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. And he goes, yeah, and the generous stay poor. And it was oh, like, wow. oh yeah, he was I very pointed about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it, well, maybe, but to to me and Chad, like our definition for a successful business is that we're generous with people, that we love right. the people that come in as guests. We totally. love our staff. We treat our staff well. Because again, our ultimate driver for definition for success is honoring mm-hmm. honoring God. Wait, and can I read a proverb? Yeah, please do. Because yes. it's just like right on the tip of my tongue here. Proverbs 11, uh, 24. One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers mm-hmm. want. Mm-hmm. I find that to be very true in my mm-hmm. life. So anyways, back yeah. to you. <laughs> so like you have that definition of success change mm-hmm. and it changes everything you do and everything you pursue. And I think my definition for success, if you would have pulled me aside in my mid-20s, and I'm just, I'm going to be honest, this is, I'm going to reveal like I'm kind of a shallow, vain person and and not always proud what? of my personality. You might. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> it's true. It's, I'm, I'm not proud of this, but it was like, if you would have pulled me aside in my mid-20s, be like, what mm-hmm. is the definition of success? It'd be like, to marry the most attractive woman mm-hmm. I could possibly get to date me mm-hmm. and that that then that would be success so like, your this kids is, are super cute i mean it makes sure, a little sense sure, that's but. why but it was like if why i do, you think do that Jassy married steve i know Hello. dude that bod because oh all gosh. the kids look like him not me so it did work out uh, um but yeah like the, my definition of success would mm-hmm. be like how attractive is the person that i'm with i think that was probably mm-hmm prime among all other factors. I think a lot of people are still in that place. Yeah, for sure. And so, um, you know, that really drove like who, who I would consider, who Mm -hmm. I would spend time with, who Mm -hmm. I would be willing to hang out with, um, who, what relationships I would and would not invest in. Back then, you know, a a lot of my friends who were getting married, they were just getting started in marriage. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the people that I knew who had been married for a longer period of time, I wasn't super close with. So you're only getting this like external picture of their marriage, Mm -hmm. right? And to me, it was like marriage is another space where you have to be on, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to live up to everyone's Mm -hmm. expectations. And you're just taking the same thing you do with people at a party or whatever, where you want to like put your best foot forward and Mm -hmm. have like be just this perfect good person. Um, you know, you want to get people's approval. You want people to think well of you. You're really just picking the most attractive woman you can find and saying, you just come in and do that more frequently and closer to me. And, Mm. and you will just, I'll have to be on for this person all the time. And for a marriage to be possible or to be successful, uh, I have to have as few flaws as possible. Mm. Uh, and I had some relationships in my mid twenties that really 
cemented that where that was sure. the 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 conversation or that that was the way we treated each other was mm-hmm. any any shortcoming I had was something she had to fix uh and was something I like I got hammered for you know there wasn't a lot of grace there mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of like hey it's okay you're a broken person mm-hmm. uh, it was this needs to be fixed right mm-hmm. away you know mm-hmm. Uh, and so for me, I walked out of that ex- those experiences saying, well, I get, for me, it was like, well, I guess marriage isn't for me. Yeah. Because I'm not like these other people that I only get an external picture of where they seem like so polished mm-hmm. and together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, the thought of invite being like, there's going to be someone in my life at all times that I have to be on for. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just, I don't know if I want that, you know? Mm-hmm. And Seeing you asked the question like mm-hmm. how how is seeing your friends be married impacted that? Um, I think it really helped grow out of that where you start to see people, you know, on a day to day basis in their marriage and what marriage actually looks like, and you're like, oh, oh, you guys are have just as many mm-hmm. like flaws and shortcomings as like a normal person, and your mm-hmm. spouse is keenly aware of mm-hmm. them, and that's you're still together. Like, mm-hmm. and in fact, that's like where the the relationship really hits the road. You know, the rubber yeah, really mm-hmm. hits the road. You learn to actually deal with conflict with someone. You d- learn to actually love someone in spite of their flaws and mm-hmm. actually show someone grace. And like you guys have talked on the podcast, like draw a circle around yourself. Mm-hmm. You can only change the person in the circle. Mm-hmm. Like to to love someone and, and not have it be, well, I got my work cut out for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change all these things about you right. to be like, I, I'm not going to change you. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to change you. I'm here to love you. Yeah. And there's a difference in that. And so seeing that honestly made me be like, oh, that is something I, I could do and something mm-hmm. I could be I could be open to. I'm like the old man here is like, online dating is stupid. You shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, guys, guys, get your stuff together. And then it's like, all right, where's the answer? Where do I go? I don't know. I haven't dated anyone in eight years. It's like, well, then why did you give any advice? No, Shut up. I like you it because you're telling what you've learned. And I I love that. I think one piece of advice that we got, I think, I think before we got married or I've heard it since whatever, is like, if you're going to marry somebody, you you need to picture them as the same exact person, like, down the road, 50 years mm-hmm. down the road. If they never change, are you going to be okay with that? And mm-hmm. if you're not, <laughs> then go, you then know, go, walk you away, do something else. The point is, it's like if you're believers, you are changing and God is doing so much mm-hmm. in you that, like, like. I would say Steve is like a completely different person than even when I married him and he was wonderful then, but he's like even better now. And hopefully we're both getting to that point, you know, but, um, cause that's what God does in your life. But also mm-hmm. you can't be that, you can't be like facilitating that change in somebody else. That's, but that's God's not the way, job. Exa- yeah. But that's the expectation that marriage right. has taught you and not one we had in our twenties when we were dating. Totally, I remember- totally early date with someone I was in a prolonged relationship with where it was, we're walking through Target and just nonchalant. I think she meant this as like a cute thing to say, mm-hmm. but it was like, hey, um, you know, it was something like, we be- I, I really hope this works out because like, I don't want some other girl to benefit from when I'm done changing you. <laughs> like. What? 
Oh, I know, right? Yeah. But like oh, in the moment it was like so it was I was like that I've done all this hard work yeah. and then yeah. someone else yeah. gets to enjoy it. Which in fairness to her, in fairness to her, it was like a cute comment, whatever. I don't think she she meant it that deeply, but that like belies yeah. like the way that we view it, where it's yeah. like you Project. go so much of dating culture isn't informed by like married people giving mm. sober advice as to what sure. the goals should be. Mm-hmm. And it's informed from like, dude, I saw this flick with Katherine Heigl and uh, Gerard Butler. And she was <laughs> she was like wound way too tight, just like Teresa. And so I think <laughs> we'll get married and she'll loosen up and her personality will change to suit what I like. Uh-huh. And you're like, a, no, it's not. And right. B, how, like, there's a cruelty underneath that. Yeah. That we don't like, that, that it's just like, oh, yeah, that's all oh, you're change, you'll change. Yeah. You're like, no, that's like, you're there's a certain cruelty person. to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, In the past, I was like, year two was talking about this relationship that would have had a lot of obstacles to it and a mm-hmm. lot of challenges to it. And one of the questions that we had was, what will we do? Because we, we, exist in very close proximity socially. Mm. What if we did date and it didn't turn out well? What would Mm -hmm. we do then? And there was a lot of fear around that. Mm -hmm. And something that we talked about was like, well, if if our goal now is to treat each other with care and respect Mm -hmm. and like a certain amount of selflessness and just like, if that's the goal, I feel like if that stays our goal, Mm -hmm. no matter what we call each other, I think no matter what happens, whether we date, whether we date and break up, no matter what happens, I think it'll be okay. Yes. Because you Beautiful. you break up and you say, hey, I'm sorry it didn't work out. I still really value. I think you're a great you're person. You're still created really, in yeah. the image of God. Yeah, I still value you. I yeah. still think you're great. Mm-hmm. There can be grace. Yes. And then you can you can look at each other and say, all right, cool. Cool, And yeah. move on. And it's okay. Right. You know, you, are you, are you, right? are, you <laughs> are you looking for, do you feel like you're looking for different things than you did like in your 20s or? Oh man, I'm so glad I didn't end up with um, the dude I was dating when I came out of Wheaton College. No offense, Lars, you're amazing and we're still friends. <laughs> oh, I remember him. But I think he feels the same. Well, his name, <laughs> I never met him. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that truly, I think that. I actually need more time to be single <laughs> because I really don't think I'm ready for it. Like, I do feel like a lot of times I'm shopping for someone, mm. you know, and like, yeah, I feel, I know well, that like, Well, in a way, you're still looking for, yeah, yeah. and, and it's you're not looking for traits. To, yes, yeah. and like, like, and wanting a companion is not a bad thing. Yeah. Okay, God created people that way. Um, to desire this. So, yeah, it's all a little bit jumbled around in my mind, too. And it doesn't help that, like, freaking Paul is like, oh, it's better to stay single, you know, which, like, within that context, I think, Mm -hmm. I don't know if maybe he was thinking that, like, Jesus was going to come back. Like, I want to dig into that because I'm curious because I do think that churches need to do a better job of, like, caring Mm -hmm. for single people and, like, and, like, making this, like, a— encouraging that way of life, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Totally. Um, but I digress. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know that I'm— re- Like, I think being single, for me, I think I still, even at 34 years old, mm-hmm. I still feel like I have a lot of maturing to do. And um, uh, I lost my train of thought. But it was—it's along the lines of being single is such a 
gift because, Mm. oh, I know what I was going to say. It's like sometimes I feel lonely and sad and I'm like, well, if only I was with a person, if only I had a companion. Mm. And then I like realized recently uh, that is like a very, that's not a good thing to put your hope in. Like, Mm. yeah, there's such a thing as loneliness and wanting a companion and that's good and right. But like, if you think that someone is gonna take away that feeling and like make it all better, like that's a problem. So I know Mm. that's like a cliche thing to say that like, it's, it's like this cliche thing where they say, yes, like (laughs) you have to be right with yourself before, Mm. or you have to be like satisfied with, and I don't really like that, but part of that is very true. Mm. And I'm such an idol maker. Like I put Mm. everyone in my life up on a pedestal. It's like my dad and it's my brother, Mark person. And it's (laughs) Tim Keller. Pastor Mark. And it's Richard Rohr and it's NT right you know like I have these like idols and and I'm like well they know everything Mm -hmm. they have everything right and I think like in the evangelical culture that I was raised in um women especially are like hey a dude I need a dude to lead Mm -hmm. me and to Mm -hmm. like complete me and like so I think it's been really really good for someone like me who's who I feel like I always prefer to take the passenger seat in the car. Mm. And I've been like wanting a dude to like be in the driver's seat and like take control. And it's like, I feel like God is saying, no, Hannah, like you Mm. take control of your own life. Hmm. You have agency. This is your life that I gave you. So don't put that off. And it's like a very like lazy way to live. And so, and I like push back against that a lot. You know, I'm always like, oh, I wish I had a boyfriend. Like, I wish Mm -hmm. I had a dude. You know, but I think for me, that's the stuff that I feel like God has been showing me lately. Mm -hmm. Um, That was just like a huge— That's so good. That was a huge rant. No, I love that. Sorry about that, I think that's so good. Mike just got bored over there. There's so much value in being alone and having like a singular focus too, like Paul says or whatever. Um— Something that came to mind when you were talking is like when when some feeling comes up for you, like I feel lonely. It's like you're so in tune to that. I don't know. I mean, I guess you can yeah. be single and not in tune to that, but there's like less noise in a lot of ways. I yeah. mean, yeah. the noise like my baby Literally. crying upstairs <laughs> that I just heard. Yeah. But I, you know, sometimes I have to like dig out those emotions or like try to find a quiet moment mm. because I don't necessarily have that. So like mm-hmm. that that is truly a gift just to like even be in tune with like what's going on with you. Hmm. Cause it's easy to tune that out when there are people around, there's a spouse to hang out with and whatever, you know, like you have to intentionally set aside that time with the Lord to like let him speak to you and Mm -hmm. for you to just like even be aware of what's happening with you. It's like you can avoid it otherwise. You know, what is, I read the Bonhoeffer quote from in community the other day where he says, whoever, um, cannot be alone should not be in community Mm. because it's like if you're Mm -hmm. incapable of being alone with yourself and understanding Mm. yourself then Mm -hmm. you'll you'll really harm communities that you're Mm. a part of so you need to learn to be alone I think even if you're married, yeah. you need to. Yeah. The funny thing, A, wasn't bored. But it's I a love skill. what you had to say. <laughs> B, I think the ironic thing is you feel like those things, you you say like those things disqualify you or like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be in a relationship. I think those things, those thoughts that you have and those, that understanding you have of yourself, the awareness you have of yourself is why you are capable. I would say you're someone who should 
Right. If you wanted to be, if you found the right person, because you have, you have like that, Mm -hmm. you have your head on straight. You're not like, oh, you're here to fix the loneliness. (laughs) Like forever. It's like you have a, you have a reasonable expectation of yourself and like, and how Mm -hmm. that will actually function. It's so true. But I think very mature. And I do think that for churches too, I would second that where, and, and something, I do think that there's something beautiful about singleness. I don't think my business would exist. The the one that I'm a part of would have existed if I weren't single when we went to start it. Hmm. Because it's like, hey, you know, you got to go on paternity leave. Well, there's there's someone in the building who can just be there all the time. Mm. Which is like when you start a business like that, it's like it's mm-hmm. it's a newborn. Like it, it right. requires a lot of attention. And Chad and Alicia gave yeah, it an intense amount really. of attention. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that they didn't. But it was very helpful, I think, for, for all of us. It was helpful for me to say, I can go in. Mm-hmm. I can do anything that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Because there's, there isn't someone at home being like, why isn't daddy here? You know, like no mm. one's... No one's wondering that. And it, it gave me a freedom yeah. to do something I was really passionate about. So I would say if you are single, you should invest that time and that that opportunity that you have to do things that you couldn't do otherwise and be aware mm-hmm. of that, be cognizant of that. Yep. But I don't I don't like that evangelical message of like, hey, maybe you're like one of those like Paul freaks, like the <laughs> the ones who aren't, babe, sorry. Like look to their spouse, be like, yeah. babe, give me a second. Okay, I'm talking to one of the one of the weird ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. maybe you're a yeah. single person. It's like I, I think that there should be like a, an awareness of like it is hard to be single. Mm-hmm, it yeah. is not desirable. I think we should tell people yeah. like it's okay for you to just say, I'm gonna be honest, especially mm-hmm. as a guy, it feels really pathetic. It feels taboo in like to admit, I'm lonely. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, even just hearing that right now, my skin crawls. I'm like, ugh. What are you, so psycho? Going around to, I'm lonely. Like, it just feels you weird to people. admit that, to admit that yeah. need. Like, to the point where I remember, like, in a prolonged season where I'm like, you know, coming out of some of my relational failures and, and choosing to say, it's just not for me. You know, I'm just like solo. Solo act, I don't even want it. I don't, I'm never lonely. And just like kind of like wanting that self definition mm-hmm. because it would erase. I'm like Paul, you know, like God yes. just like call me because then it would erase. It's like a cover it for would, what's going on yeah. like deep down. Yeah, I you wouldn't can have just to say, admit, I'm, I wouldn't have to yeah. cop to, I'm really lonely and I don't yes. know what to do about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah. there is no so easy solution right now. And like, I feel like God in that season, like, was kind of, like, always poking and prodding to say, like, you should just be honest about your desires. Because if you're not, mm-hmm. like, any other emotional mm-hmm. thing that goes on, it's going to leak out in yeah. weird ways. Mm-hmm. So just be, let's be honest about it and let's confront it and let's deal with it. Maybe there's a solution right away. Maybe there's not. But mm-hmm. either way, like, if you don't actually learn to, like, wrestle through this or understand it, you're ne- you're never going to grow through it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I remember, like, one of God's, like, poking and prodding in that season was I came home from some, like, really just crazy season at work. And, uh, you know, Grant, I popped by Grant Mosh's apartment to say hello and they, Elijah, my little buddy, their their son runs to the door and they're all in their PJs. And he's like, oh, you know, Mike, Mike. I'm like, oh, hey guys, what are you doing? 
And they're like, oh, we're just having a pajama day as a family and just watching Aww. movies. I know, right? <laughs> and I was like, this sounds dumb. I don't want that at all. So stupid. You guys have your, your dumb time where you love each other. And, I want my and damn. And like, I don't even, this sounds stupid. I would never want that. Another million years. I was like, I, I gotta go. And like when it literally was like alone, alone in my house and still incapable of just saying, man, that, that, that would be awesome. I wish I had that. I was like, this sounds so stupid. <laughs> like talking to the microwave as I'm like making popcorn. Just like, Aww. yeah, this is dumb, dude. I don't know who would ever want a beautiful son to, uh, to love. <laughs> but it's like, but that was like the, you're so sealed off mm -hmm. to say like, and I think, I think there should be some messaging of like, it's okay for you to, to, to cop be to being alone. Yeah, to, be, totally. to say I'm yeah, alone. It right. doesn't being, being, vulnerable about mm -hmm. how you feel doesn't mean you're desperate yes. and doesn't mean you're open to just like mm -hmm. if you're if you know any any guys who can walk or not walk <laughs> you just whatever bring them I'm t all comers just whatever you have <laughs> open whatever you got bring it <laughs> Take out a look. like it doesn't mean that a you have no you have like a you have more to your life than that it's not your fault for a lot of people. For some people, it is their fault. There's some issues they're not confronting sure. that are causing that. But there's some people like friends were like, oh, what are you? We got to get you set up with someone. We got to mm -hmm. get you should be dating someone. You should be in a relationship. And I was like, I just, I feel like there's no solution right now. And until God, like, because there's just no, mm -hmm. there, there's no one here. Mm -hmm. I would date someone. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I, I pursued women before. I'm not afraid to ask a woman. Like, yeah. there just isn't one here. Mm -hmm. And I like, until God teaches me the trick where like, I can take a rib out <laughs> and make one. Like, I, there's not a whole lot I can do to yeah. control the situation for myself. So I think to tell pe single people, like, it might not be your fault. There yeah, might yeah. it might not be that For there's sure. something wrong. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. Right. It might be that the seasons God has pushed you through and what He's asked you to do means that He hasn't answered that question for you mm -hmm. yet, and that's okay. It, well, even our society tells us this too. You know, like you like fill out an application for whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you check single, married. Mm. And I mean like the taxes, so like a tax break for married people and like single, well, you're not really contributing to society. You know, like, yeah. like us yeah. married people are like popping out babies. So it's like the <laughs> we message- We did get a tax break on Violet just saying. <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> so the message is there. It is all around. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't believe That's I didn't so say, I can't believe I didn't say this story yet. So I was hanging out with my older sister, Leah, and my nephew, George, who is like the light of my freaking life. He's going to be three in May. <laughs> and he was uh, taking a bath. And Leah and I were in the bathroom with her other baby. And just out of nowhere, George is like, Hannah, why do you live all by yourself? Aww. And that is like a two and a half year old who like sees this. Who savaged you verbally. Yes. <laughs> He's so Deepest smart. Why are you He's alone? so smart. Yeah. He's Aww. so smart. So it's like the message is truly pervasive. Like mm. there's something wrong with even like mm. at the government level, you know? Wow. So, so it is hard to get past that. And I wish, you know, culture would, like, I feel like you're described as single or married so often. Like mm -hmm. that's a huge, yeah. like defining characteristic. And it's like, 
people are so much more than that. Like, also just a person. Yeah. yeah like, like married yeah. people are so much more than mm. just being married, you yeah. know? So I just, I really, that is frustrating, yeah. you know? I feel like single people should get more of a tax break because it's like, we need you're it. going, look you're going us. it on your own. Jesse, and like, look at yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> It's not fair. Like I did. I don't know. You guys are opening my eyes to these things too. And like how it feels. Cause it's like, I mean, I've been married since I was 24. Wow. Which is like, I was going to ask, I couldn't remember. When yeah. You were, yeah. That's, that's early. So I mean, Steve yeah. is older than me, but he was 28 at the time. I was almost, almost 25, but still it's like, that's kind of, that's, that's been like a lot of my like adult yeah. life, you know? Yeah. So, and we've always tried without really like necessarily understanding all these things, but we've always felt like for our single friends, it's not fair for us to be like, oh, we're, we're like going to have a married people small group now, or we're just going to like couple up or mm-hmm. we're just doing like double dates or what. I don't know. It's like, yeah. dude, I, they're still our friends, you know? And yeah, like, I feel like right. Steve especially has been like so intentional about that. Yeah. Like, no, it doesn't matter yeah. if you're married or not. It, yeah. Like you can be in our group. You can yeah. be in our friend group. You can, you know, you I can come that. to these things that couples are going to. Yes. And I don't know, like, cause we like spending time with you cause you're a friend. Right. Yeah. And going back to what Mike was saying about like, if you're single, you should go hang out with a married couple, mm-hmm. you know, and figure it out. Like, totally let them help you figure it out. And I think that is beautiful. The small group that I'm currently attending right now, um, it's like some people are married, some people are Mm -hmm. single, some people are older. And I just think that is the beauty of, yeah, yeah, like the body of Christ. Like it's all Mm -hmm. ages, it's all walks of life. Mm -hmm. And like, because how else will we grow? Like if we just isolate like within our own groups. And, you know, while I think church is a great place to meet people, I do think that like that, sometimes the pressure to have that be the space where you meet someone can like, well, it it can be too much. And it can also like warp things in a way that like, like talking to someone about small groups recently. And it was like, oh, you know, have you found a small group yet? It's like, yeah, I'm looking for one, you know, and they emailed me and said, you know, there's this one, but it's a lot of couples. And like with like the open insinuation mm-hmm. that like, so you'd probably be like, why like, yeah, go, who cares? Right. Like go, well, if we had a singles one, it's like, kind of like that meat market thing. Right. All, so much of that seems so weird where it should be just like, I and, and I appreciate yeah. about that you, that about you guys where it's like, come, come, like, yeah. come, come on. The, even like you guys go on that trip to uh, Josh's cabin and it's like, it yeah. could be very easy to say like, oh, no singles. Yeah. Because it's kind <laughs> of a couple's right. weekend. Right. And you're, every year you're like, yeah. you know, that the, the first year, I was back out here in the burbs. It was like, oh, you should come. Yeah. You know, there's not there's not any hint of like, what would you do? Mm -hmm. What about when all the couples are eating pancakes? Are you gonna eat do you even eat pancakes? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna bring like a dog with you? What happens? But I do think there's some sense of like insecurity in it for like the married people too. Like me having like kids too, when I'm with people who don't, I'm like 
do you like just hate me? Like, do you just think this is like so annoying? Or no, you know I what I mean? I love your kids. I love your kids. <laughs> well, that's good. They're awesome. Good to know. But you know, I I have those same kind of like yeah, weird totally. insecurities about it too. That you're, like, like I don't think I'm that up. interesting to you, yeah, like, like your stage of life or whatever. Yes. But if I am, like, I want to hang out. With, you right. know. So I think it's yeah. like it is good to hear both sides and yeah. to to have relationships with people that are not doing all the same things you are. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I do totally get what you're saying, Jess, because I've heard married people. And if I was married with kids, I know I would feel a little bit uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because I'd be like, well, what is here for you? Like, you're going to be bored. Right. Like, sitting. In, yeah, it's like, like we always tell kids, kids stories. And we're yeah. like, sorry, are we yeah. talking too yeah. much about them? You know, it's like, it just like comes out because it's like yeah. where we're at, you no, know. But, but I do, as a single person, I think it's beautiful. And the other yeah. thing I was going to say is I also appreciate, some people are like, oh, do you want to be set up, Hannah? Or is that really annoying? I love how you and Steve have tried to set me up over the years. <laughs> I think that's a really cool thing. Good. Yeah. So I some think- people don't take it that. Way. <laughs> I just no, don't I like most it. Most people like it. I don't know. I like it, but Steve sometimes, it. It, like Steve sometimes, will betray himself. Where it's like he'll like say he'll like come out with a hard recommendation. Yeah. Oh, dude, you and yeah. uh, you and Tino would be perfect together. And then the more he talks, the more it belies like how little thought he'd actually put into right. it. Because he's like. Tina, how do you know Tina? Oh, she uh, she's uh, the girl working the counter at Los Burritos the other night when we were there. Come to think of it, we we never have really talked to her. We don't really know her at all. I saw her name tag. I, I didn't see a ring on her finger, and I just thought of you. Just assuming. And, uh, Desperate. Uh, and you're like, wow. wow Thank dog. you. You think yeah, really? Oh, that's, that's so funny. So funny. Well, we have like a few minutes left. I just wanted to hear you guys talk a little bit about your businesses too. I mean, it's kind of crazy that you both own your own businesses at your young age. Ish. And I, your youngish <laughs> age. And I just want to hear Ish. kind of like, so we don't have like that much time, but just to like mm-hmm. kind of hear like, what was your like vision for it or like how did it come about and just like about your your business and what it's like to own your own business. Well, I've always wanted to make a shot for someone and give a beautiful sermon. So my business, running a bar. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> um, I, I, I like what it, I'm a wedding photographer, and I've been shooting weddings for like over ten years. And um, I studied photography at Oweton College, and um, it was. It was a really good time. I never wanted to shoot weddings, though, to be honest. Really? And then, yeah, the way I got into it was I graduated. I wanted to, like, become an artist, you know, like Damien Hirst, who puts, like, the huge, ginormous shark in a tank of formaldehyde and, like, show that at the Met. And, guys, there's still time for me, by the way. <laughs> um, I haven't given up that dream. But so I studied, like, fine art. and um, But I graduated cool. college. I had been doing darkroom stuff. And one of my friends was like, oh, bring your camera, Hannah. You're a photographer. You could take pictures. And so, um, but they would already hired a professional. So I ended up shooting at their wedding just for fun. And they ended up using like almost all of your photos for their wedding album of course and I was like oh and I like saw them like loving the photos and and I realized what a beautiful like thing a wedding is and Mm -hmm. there's just so many like 
it's portraits, it's fashion photography, it's landscape, it's it's can it's documentary, it's honestly all types of photography. So it's mm. sort of like the best of all worlds. Um, not to the mention, way you do it, at least. Yeah, and that's true. Yeah, and maybe you know because you have do your own style, which yeah. is so unique and so so beautiful. Thanks, Chelsea. Um, we my, will hire Hannah forever for every photo thing. I, your wedding feels like so long ago. It was a long time ago. <laughs> I can't believe that. It was a beautiful day. Um, yeah. But so yeah, I love weddings. And I, I really especially love my clients. Because my mm-hmm. clients are amazing people. And I'm like all word of mouth. So people are like, do you have bridezillas? And I'm like, no, I don't. My uh, the, clients they are They only chill. refer. Yeah. Refer like they're friends. Nice, they're nice yeah. people to you. Yeah. But the downside is what I previously alluded to. I'm working by myself. Like mm-hmm. all day, most weekdays, except for weekends, obviously. So Do you ever really have lonely. someone help you? With the editing, never. Or like with shooting? Yeah. Do you? Okay. So I have a second photographer to shoot like five hours of the wedding day okay. with me to like start with the groom. I okay. have a couple second that's photographers cool. actually. Yeah. So that's like fun and there's camaraderie in that. And one of my second photographers, we've known each other for 10 years and she's oh, amazing. That's cool. Yeah. Does so, she like try to do it how you would do it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she That's totally cool. does. Yeah. That's sweet. So, and I like that she does that. So, to make it more hopefully consistent. Yeah. But yeah, photography is so fun. I do feel blessed that I get to do that for a living. It is cool. Mm-hmm. So, I like whenever I'm like, oh, I need to do something different. Like, I'm burned out working seven days a week um, mm. in the summers because it gets really busy then. Right now, I got nothing but time, guys. It's party time. <laughs> That's how we got her booked for this podcast because literally she <laughs> usually has no do. free time <laughs> the rest of the year. But yes, summer and fall. But yeah. And what is your photography business called? It's my name. It's called Hannah Person Photo. And we'll put it in the show notes too because you're going to want to look up her stuff. Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> and Mike, what's it like? Um… I don't know. It's been it's been a learning process. I think it's been a lot different than I expected. I went into it with maybe my own motivations or my own expectations of what it would look like. Mm-hmm. And it's shifted pretty dramatically, but in really good ways. Ones that I really appreciate. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that as we've had this conversation, I'm like sitting here thinking like, man, I'm just like, taking just like just ripping into dating culture mm-hmm. and it's like stupid don't do it idiotic <laughs> and then I'm sitting there in my head I'm like well then like what are people supposed to do because mm. um, I think that's a real question mm. and something that like as you ask about the business something that I think about is I think it's important you know talking about like being keyed in with your own desires I think it's important to do that so that you can talk to God about them because mm. I think that that's actually like pretty important because yeah. that will shape the way mm-hmm. you talk to him. And like, so my experience being at a place now where like, I, I mean, Jossie can speak to it sometime about like who I am now versus who mm-hmm. I was or the the place I'm in now versus the place I was just as a human being two years mm-hmm. ago is so radically different in so many ways. And a lot of that started with um, like just being honest. Like I remember uh, when we set out to do this project, it it came about because um, I remember being in a season with God where I I said, 
you know, I, I used to work a ton. I worked like mm-hmm. probably six days a week, long, long hours. Work was really the entirety of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't pursue a lot of friendships. Um, I was jettisoning every other thing in my life, even like responsibilities like helping at a Anglican church plant and stuff like that, just being mm-hmm. like getting rid of everything in my life that got in the way of work. Wow. Um, and pretty ruthlessly. And came out to do a pop-up at Dave's shop because I was just kind of wanting to get out of town for a minute. Yeah. And uh, Ted Canaris coming in. I hadn't seen him in years. And he mm-hmm. goes, hey, so what are you up to other than this? I was like, what do you mean other than this? This yeah. is it. This is my life. And were he just you planning goes, for, you were planning for Common Good no, at that time no, or not? No, no, okay, no, 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 not no, no, at all. This was, I was like, you were oh, deep that, in the mot Oh, yeah. World. And I, lo- I, I loved, you know, I think they're incredible people to work for. Yeah. It, it, any of, any negative thing from that time is, is really in me and no one else. I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's like, well, it's bad situation I was in. No, it was me. It was, it was mm-hmm. internal flaws, internal issues with, with my own heart. Um, but seeing Ted and he goes, well, what about, you know, you were doing some, I heard you were doing some ministry stuff. Are you still doing Mm. that? I was like, no, I don't, I don't have time for that because Mm -hmm. I want to open, I want to become a partner and open this new spot. And I already know I won't have time to do that and do church stuff. So I'm, I got rid of that responsibility and he didn't mean this critically, but he just goes, huh. Just, just, yeah. just all, that's all it took was, huh, hmm. from Ted. And, and I left hmm. that night with, Steve actually helped me. He was, he was like hmm. kind of my, my, my wingman for that event, oh, two night right. event. Yeah. And I left and I was just like, I remember driving home and being like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. What is like, what did my life turn into? Mm-hmm. And getting a text from work, even though I told them, you know, like a month and a half ahead of time saying, I'm not going to be there for t- just two nights. Mm-hmm. Wow. And getting texts about like, oh, it was a really rough night. You should have been here. Oh goodness. And it, yeah. Yeah. And it's like I was just like, what is ha- what? Where did I? How did I get here? Yeah. And deciding to take like a month to be like really pray about to step back from everything. I mean, still work, but like not push the gas on like we got to open this this mm-hmm. other project and I got to get you know build up this career more and more. I'm gonna take just a month. It was. July when this hit and I was like, I'll take till my birthday at the end of August to like think and pray about it. And as like halfway through the month, just like diving, reading through Psalms and just, just reading. I think one of the ones that really hit me was, um, uh, being like, well, I, I need my life to change. I need my priorities to change. But for that to happen, I would need, I felt paralyzed because it was like, I would love to open a bar that's main priority is my like honoring God first and foremost and encouraging the other partners. Like in our partner meetings, Mm -hmm. I want us to say, are we honoring God? How are we doing as people? Mm -hmm. How are we doing as, as children of God, like Christians? How are we doing in that arena? Mm -hmm. Then let's talk about business. Like, like that should be the heart of who we are and what we do and how we view our employees and how we view our guests and how we encourage people and invest in people. And I know that the only way I can do that is if everyone who's invested in it, all the people that I have a fiduciary responsibility to are on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, where's that going to come from? No one's going to give me money for that. Like there's no, the way, there is no way forward. The only other person I know who would do that project with me and I'm going to need help would mm-hmm. be Chad and Alicia. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they would do it with me. Mm. Um, and so 
I literally was like, all right, God, I'll pray about it. I'm not going to pitch this to anyone. Uh, but if, if Chad and Alicia agree to do it and you give us the money, then I'll do it. Wow. And um, was like reading through Psalms where he's like, God, like anyone who waits on the Lord, God takes care of them. Mm. God will take care of you if you wait on him. If you wait on him, God will, God will provide everything you need. And then reading in the gospels when Jesus is saying directly, like anything you ask of me in the name of the father, I will give to you. And he, he's very clear about that. He's like, literally anything you ask, I will give you anything you ask me for. And Paul saying, if God has given us his beloved son, won't he also give mm -hmm. us everything else we need? Like, why do we think God is going to be stingy with it? Why do we think God will not provide what we really need and what we really want? Mm -hmm. And why you don't talk to God about your desires because fundamentally you don't believe he gives a rip about them mm -hmm. and you don't think he's going to do anything to help you. And reading, and I remember reading in the gospels when Jesus is talking about that. And, and I, I knew that if I were there in that moment, I'd be turning to the crowd going, okay, guys, what he really means is like spiritual needs. Mm -hmm. Like if you need, like, if you need like a devotional, he'll have a good recommendation, but like mm -hmm. not just not like real life stuff. And he's like, no, anything. And then anything you ask me, I'll give to you. And I feel, I was like, if I was there, Jesus would eventually turn to me and be like, shut up, shut your <laughs> mouth. I know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And I know how to, that's what I mean. Why don't you trust me that I would give you what you need. Mm -hmm. um, I've given you everything and you don't think I would give you what you need to start a bar. Mm -hmm. That's really, just so you know, that's where we're at. Yeah. That's how you view me. Um, and I remember flash forward a year sitting there at the bar, mm -hmm. drinking a glass of uh, Amatsoi Rubentis Rosé, my favorite Rosé, and just being there and being like, I guess I'm going to take God up on his offer to like mm -hmm. about my own life, mm -hmm. you know, my own, you know, that was what I realized. Oh my gosh. I'm like emotionally closed off. And like, mm -hmm. I have a lot of internal work to do. And, and, you know, I, I went out to do that project being like, God brought me out here to just sanctify my work and make my work something that was his. And over the, the course of that year, realizing like, no, God actually brought you out here to take that idol away from you mm. and to, to, put work where it needs to be yeah. and to put him where he, where he needs to be and put you where you need to be. And it was like the fear of like, am I really going to, you know, like step out and say, all right, let's, let's dig into this emotion, all these emotions and in your, the past 10 years and your family history and all this stuff. Well, I'm sitting here drinking rosé, not even like a full calendar year mm -hmm. at, or no, it was maybe like a, 18 months mm. from the first time I sat and prayed about common good yeah. to yeah. I'm sitting in there drinking rosé for free because it's my bar. <laughs> I'm like, God was like, how many nice times perk. are you going to continue to doubt me? You know? Mm. And so mm. like, I, it's been a wild experience. I love Chad and Alicia. I love all the people we work with. Uh, the community has been great. Uh, it's called Common Good Cocktail House in Glen Ellen. It's right across from the train station. Um, everyone we work with is incredibly brilliant, incredibly talented. Um, you know, like I said, yeah. Alicia, uh, she doesn't get nearly enough credit because she's not there behind the bar to get credit from people, but she designed the space. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. our, our aesthetic, so many of our values have come from that woman. Chad she is She does a all brilliant, the Instagram too, right? Does all the Instagram. I she's figured. brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, she's so great. 
uh, and Chad, they're both just incredible people that I've, I, I just, I love learning from and looking to. Um, and then just everyone, you know, uh, Olivia, Emma, John, uh, Mary, Emmanuel, Alyssa, uh, Grace. Um, I think that, uh, Addie, how could I forget Addie? I love Addie. <laughs> Just everyone we've had work with us is just like incredibly passionate and awesome. incredibly incredible people to work with. And and the guests are great too. It's been a lot of fun. So, but all that to say, like if if you're a single person and that's someone, something you're grappling with, I don't think it's asinine or I don't think it's ridiculous. In fact, I think it's probably the best thing you could do to just like start to learn to be honest about that desire. Mm -hmm. And like, okay. I know it's counterintuitive, but like maybe pray about it and maybe God would act like God gave me like if you if you doubt whether God will give you what you come to common good you don't even have to buy a drink just walk in if if you like bourbon come look at that bourbon shelf uh-huh take that everyone comes Love in bourbon. every guy comes <laughs> Hannah's gonna take you up on this offer. I'm taking you up on this offer. Please do. Please do. You can be like, if you need yeah. to do some thinking go to common um, good. But I'll be there. <laughs> when you look at it, know that that was literally, that is something that God gave to us. Yeah. Period. End awesome. of sentence. So cool. And so it's like, God gave us that. God's given us so many things in the last two years. It's a lot of challenges as well. It's been hard. But um, for every challenge we've had, God has really responded. And so like, if God can do that, I think God could give you, help you get it find a woman or a man and like might actually give you what you want if you would learn to ask him for it. So I think that that would, you know, I, I wish preach. that was, That's so good. Yeah. Preach. I think that's real. A, yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's a good note. Too. But yeah, come, yeah. come yeah. in. Yeah, it's beautiful. Side note, yeah. also, I should Side promote note, my business. Also. You did a great job. You're so much better at being a business owner than I am. I'm <laughs> no, like, no, she did. You did a great, you did a better job than I did. What are you talking about? You know my businesses, maybe you should. Mike gave this whole ask spiritual God. story to get you people to come in. You gave Oh You my. know my businesses? <laughs> Don't even worry about it, bro. Here's my business. Why aren't you asking God for what you desire? How about you do not have because you do not ask? So no, but I do have a business that, so that needs money and Mike. patronage yeah, and it's so not please. expensive. So beautiful. come in and have yeah. a highball. They're six bucks. It's cheap. They always treat you so well in there. So definitely. Well, isn't that, visit. we'll be there. Isn't that oh, where we're going? Hey, for we'll be there next weekend. Yeah. Anyways. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today. Thanks for having and, us. And <laughs> yeah, just being honest. And I loved hearing your stories and this is way too fun. We'll wrap it up. And um, till next time. You're next the best, Jossie. We out. love you. Thank you, Jossie. Thank you for having me, <laughs> having us. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, leave us a review and click subscribe.